Well, look at there. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I was talking with Dick last night, and he asked me to mention um, the uh, uh, some information about CFG. And you know, a lot of us uh, we do business with CFG. We love to do business with CFG. But what we found over the last couple months is that some policies are actually getting declined um, because we are not disclosing disclosing all the information um, from the client, and partly that's our fault. Uh, we're not asking the right questions in the home. We're not digging deep in the home, and because of that, we're getting policies declined that otherwise would be issued. So he wanted me to mention, you know, when we're in that home, um, and, and I would say not only with CFG, I, I think they're the ones that we're kind of dealing with now, but any company you're going to write with, Make sure you're digging deep in the home. Make sure that when you ask them uh, what medications they're on, um, have them pull those medications out. Write them down and ask them why they're taking that medication because that medication could be taken for high blood pressure, but it also could be taken for something else that would get them declined. So if we can make a note of that, and when we do our applications, we make a note of that, when it gets to that underwriter, they have more information to go by. And I can tell you with these underwriters, and especially with CFG, you know, if you disclose more information to them, they're more likely to issue pay this policy rather than decline it. Uh, so not only with medications, um, you know, you want to look back and ask them, hey, over the last 10 years, um, have you taken any medications that you're no longer taking now? And if they say yes, then take a note of that as well um, because they're going to look in that MIB report, the underwriters are, and they're going to dig deep and they're going to want to know why they took that medication and no longer taking it now. So make sure you ask those questions. It only takes a couple minutes, and I can promise you you'll see that more applications will be issue paid, especially with CFG, than decline. And also, when you're talking to them about heart attack, stroke, and cancer, you know, dig in deep there as well. Make sure that you're asking that question. How long ago did you have that heart attack? Uh, what medication are you taking for? Um, because that could help as well getting that policy issue paid. Um, as Dick does normally every single week, guys, he goes through uh, the book, How I Raised Myself from uh, Failure to Success. Well, I wanted to change things up just a tad. I, I've read this book uh, quite a few times. It's called The Slight Edge uh, by Jeff Olson. And basically this book um, is the turning simple disciplines into massive success and happiness. And one thing that always stood out to me uh, reading this book is uh, in Chapter 12, they talk about uh, two principal types of learning. Now, learning through studying and learning through doing um, were the two types of, of uh, you know, learning that was brought up in chapter, uh, chapter 12. And I'll just go over some of the points that they ended up saying is the, wise, the wisest investment you can make is the investment in your own continuous learning and development, uh, learning by studying and learning by doing. Book smarts and street smarts are two essential pistons of the engine of learning. And on the path to a goal, you'll be off course most of the time. 
which means the only way to reach a goal is through constant and continuous course correction. Uh, most of your life, 99.9% .9 is made up of things you do on autopilot, and which means it's essential that you take charge of your autopilot training. Now, going from Chapter 12 into Chapter 13, things change up just a little bit. They talk about the two uh, previous uh, chapter. They talk about the two principles of learning, learning through study and learning through doing. But in Chapter 13, there's a third type of learning. And utilizing the third type of learning is tremendously ex accelerated the other two, and it is the knowledge through mentor, mentoring or modeling. And throughout, throughout human history and long before there were such as books and universities, continued ed programs, there's been one tried and true path for learning a skill, a craft, an art, a trade, or profession, and it goes uh, through study with a master. All the age, all, all the great learning traditions say the same things. If you want to learn how to do something well, go find someone who's already mastered that skill. Uh, I think we've got a couple that are uh, unmuted. If you could mute your phones, if you don't mind. Um, so that last that last sentence, uh, I'd like to say again. Hey guys, we still have somebody that's cool, unmuted. Huh? Could you look, mute your phones, please? All the great learning traditions say the same things. If you want to know how to do something, well, go find someone who has already mastered that skill. So the truth is, the third type of learning isn't simply a valuable add-on to the other two. It's essential. Now, I'm going to give you an example. And this is me. This is how it's happened for me. Dick and Connie Sylvester are who I lead and who I mentor with. Um, I've been in this business now for eight years, I'm sorry, ten years, and for my first eight years, I tried the two types of learning on my own. I did really well at learning through studying and learning through doing, but I found out in eight years that that didn't work. And so when I came to Equus, I found out that Dick and Connie Sylvester were going to be my mentors and my managers. So I told my wife at that point, I said, I'm going to continue the other two types of learning, but I'm going to follow up on that third type of learning, which was essential, and that is following someone that has already mastered this skill, already knows how to do this business. So I reach out to them on a steadily basis. When I first got started here at Equus, um, you know, that's what I did. I reached out to them on a daily basis. I wanted to know everything that they knew. And, guys, we have people on our team right now, Miguel and Lydia. They do the same thing, and it's obvious because look at how their team's growing. Robert Balgetch is the same way. Look at how his team is growing. Look at Marsha. She's the same way. She's always reaching out to find out what she can do better. So, guys, if, if anything today, if, if, if you don't learn anything today about what we talk about, learn that reaching out to your upline is essential in this business because we're, we were all new at one time. We may be new today on this call, but reaching out to our mentors uh, is where you're going to be successful in this business. Okay. So, Marcia, are you on the line? We're going to go over a couple things today, guys, about objections okay, in, the, in the home. We've reached out to some of our agents. 
and they have given us, um, you know, some feedback uh, to kind of let us know what they're dealing with in the home. What objections are they dealing with in the home? So, Marcia, are you on? I am. Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you fine. Okay. So we talked, um, Marcia, we talked a little around. I can while I've got you on, uh, any thoughts on mentorship, any thoughts on, uh, you know, reaching up or reaching out? Yeah, for me personally. Hey, Marcia, um, could you unmute yourself? I'm sorry, I had to mute because we we had some that were not muted. Can you hear me, Johnny? Okay, I got you now. Sorry about that. Sorry. Um, when I first started out, the person who brought me in um, wasn't good at plugging in. And so I ended up feeling like I was on an island. But when I was able to get connected with you and Dick and Connie, it totally opened up my world and made a huge difference because my growing and learning was exponentially sped up. Because I was talking to people, number one, that cared, and that we're going to guide me the right way. So I've been in both positions, and if you have that feeling that you just don't want to bother us, then you need to shake yourself because it's not bothering us. We're here to help. And if you don't do well, then you're not going to, you're not going to want to stay, and it's not going to work. So we'd rather have you call us, learn, and, and be able to duplicate what we're doing for you. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's a great point, I tell you. And, you know, duplication is everything in this business. You know, what I've tried to do is learn from Dick and Connie and be able to duplicate that to my agents. And that way my agents are able to duplicate that to their agents. So I think it's essential that you follow the proven system that Equus has in place. You follow the proven system that Dick and Connie have in place for us. And that's the only way you're going to be successful here. I mean, if, if you don't do that, it's going to be really, really tough. I've seen so many agents over the last couple of years that have tried to do things on their own, and they're no longer with us. Um, so just keep that in mind, guys. We, we want you to do well. We want you to be successful. But the only way you're going to be able to do that is to follow the proven system that we have in place. Um, so, so Marcia, we talked a little bit uh, last night and this morning about some objections that we're hearing in the home. And one of them is, um, you know, I, I can't afford insurance right now, maybe next month, or, you know, maybe next next month it'll fit in my budget. So I, I can't afford insurance right now. So how, how would you go about, um, you know, overcoming that objection to be able to close the deal in the home? Well, there's two things. Um, before I go over any price, I find out what they owe on their home and their car, medical bills, that kind of thing, and how much money they're bringing in. And when there's a big difference to the positive, then you know really they can't afford it. Um, and I remember to say, now, what do you have that acts like insurance, you know, like a 401K or an IRA or a money market? And just take notes on that. Don't talk about that, but that's something for later that you can end up helping them with possibly because confused minds are not going to make any decisions. So... I go over the budget and I say, most importantly, why am I here today? What is it that you hope to accomplish? Because if they just want a little bitty policy to take care of their funeral, fine. But we need to see what they already have in place so we're not 
duplicating any efforts. We're here to help them, not to just make a big commission. So um, sometimes you might get into the house and, and they got brand new furniture and you can see they got a new security system and I'll say, let's talk about that elephant in the room. Um, you've got a beautiful home and you're probably being visited by the cable guy. I see that nice flat screen TV and your new furniture and the security system. But I have one question for you. Which of these things are going to pay your bills when you find out that you have cancer, stroke, or a heart attack, and you're trying to heal and not able to work for eight or nine months? And then you're quiet. I mean, stone cold quiet. Let them speak first. Because... The bottom line is, exactly, none of those are going to come in and pay your bill. Right now, 3,000 families in America are losing their home daily to foreclosure, and they do have good health insurance, but getting sick is just that expensive. And you let that sit with them. And I tell them, I said, I'll do whatever you want, but can you tell me what happens to your kids if, if something awful happens to you and you don't make it home from work? Are your kids and your wife going to lose that home to foreclosure? What would they do? Where will they? Will your wife and children live? You know, I'll do whatever you want. And then you're quiet again. And most That's often, most often they'll come around, but sometimes I tell them, all right, truly when people delay, most often they don't get around to putting the protection in place. And then when tragedy strikes, it truly is a nightmare for their family. So we need yeah. to see if you get accepted by the insurance company. So all I need is your driver's license and a blank check, and then you're quiet again. Yeah. Off, off I like the way you put it back on them. I, I like the way you put it back to where if you are going to get qualified for this, so then you throw it back in their lap, and, you know, we, we can't promise you're going to get qualified, um, but then it gets them thinking, well, you know, everybody wants something they, they can't get. And so when you put that back in their, their plate, then, you know, they're thinking, you know, yeah, let's go ahead and take care of this. You know, Dick says the same thing basically as what you just said in that he'll look at Mary and say, Mary, if, if John doesn't come home in two weeks from a car accident, you know, are you going to be able to afford to pay your mortgage, you know? And he's quiet. He's like you. He, he stops he lets them think about it, and, you know, nine times out of ten, Mary's going to say, no, I'm not going to be able to afford this mortgage. And so, you know, by throwing that emotion back out at them, I think that's a great point that you say, um, you know, what's going to happen if, if, if John does not come home? And you, and you just stop and let them think about that thing. Let them, uh, you know, respond. You know, don't say anything. Let them move forward with the conversation. And like Dick did, the simpler you can say it, and if if something if cancer, stroke, or heart attack hits you, and you don't make it home from work that day, you keep it super simple, and just let them think about it. If you talk too much, they get stuck in the words. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a good point. Now, I know we talked uh, yesterday, Marcia. You had, and I can't remember who you said you've heard this from or the training that you got it from, but you heard or, or have talked about a uh, handwritten note. So yes. when you get down to, you know, the last minute in the home and, and you're ready to, to put pen to paper and, you know, they just do not want to make that decision, tell me about that handwritten note we talked about. 
Okay, so you have someone that says, you know, well, I want to go over it with my mom or my dad or the dog catcher, you know. You just ask nicely, oh, do they have their insurance license too? And um, so usually they say no, and you say, okay, well, I'm a state licensed professional, and my recommendation for you is, and then you tell them what it is, to protect your family. But if you choose to ignore my advice, that's perfectly fine. But to avoid any lawsuits in the future, should the unforeseen happen to you and your family, and then you take your tablet, your, your writing pad, and you turn it around for them, and you hand them the pen, and you say, um, write this down. Um, and you say, this is going to avoid any lawsuits should the unforeseen happen. And then you have them say, okay, write I, and then have them state their name, and refusing the professional advice of Marcia Seacrest, a licensed insurance agent in North Carolina, and electing to refuse coverage to protect myself and my family. Should anything happen to us, we release any liability on her or Equus Financial, as she advised us to choose the protection, and we declined it. Now just sign your name and date it, and I'm going to take that with me so that I have protection knowing that I, offer, I, I suggested it and you decided against it. And the gentleman who said this, what is his name, Joseph DiLorenzo, said he said it works about half the time. You know, and you don't say it bitchy. You don't get all high-handed with them. But he said, someone said, well, I could just print that form up. And he said, no. The power is in having them take that pen, and in front of their family, they're writing down that they are choosing not to protect them. He said, that's really powerful. Wow. So 50% of the time, that could work for you. So another option, guys, of handling that objection, putting it back on them, having them be responsible for declining uh, protection from us. So great job on that, Marcia. That's definitely something new. I've never heard anybody do that before, so great point there. That um, was the Lexington training in South Carolina. Okay, there you go. See, guys, being at these trainings, not only are you going to get these nuggets, but you're going to be able to use them and apply them while you're in the home. So great job on that. Um, we talked a little bit about, and I think I, I remember you, uh, Marcia, on Group Me about a week or so ago, um, you know, pointing out to us that you had someone that you were in the home um, that told you, I need to think about it. And I know everybody on this call right now, if you've been in a home before, you've heard this. <laughs> i got to think about it. You know, it, that, that's our first thought. It, it's, it's, it's the way we were raised. It's the way that we think, um, you know, you don't make decisions right on the spot. I've got to think about it. So tell me how you handled that. And you, if I'm not mistaken, you closed the deal in that home. So how, how did you handle I need to think about it? This was a single father, um, and he said, do I have to do this right now? And I said, you know what, I'll do whatever you want, but can you just tell me what's going to happen to your children if something awful happens to you and you don't make it home from work and then I was just quiet and he just kind of looked like ooh I said will your kids lose the house to foreclosure I said we talked about the premiums and we know right now you've got the money in your budget I said truly most often when the people delay they just don't get around to putting that protection in place so I'll do whatever you want, but I really just need your driver's license and a blank check. 
and see if the if you get it in, accepted by the insurance company. We'll know within you know a few days. And um, if they, I said, if Keith, if something happens and they need a little bit more information, it's no different than when you're buying your house and they need a little bit more information. You just give it to them right away and give them a chance to underwrite it. And if if we've got all the information here, you know, chances are are, are looking good, but we have to have them go through it, and they're going to look over everything and determine if they can protect you. Yeah, that's good stuff. I love it. You know, sometimes stuff like that just pops up in the home, guys, and you got to know how to handle them. Just like objections on the phone when you're sitting at an appointment, you've got to know how to handle them. Um, at the split second, you got to know how to handle them, um, you know, whether it's in the home or on the phone. So uh, great point, Marcia. Um, and I've got one myself that I wanted to go over, and it, it's, it, I hear this a lot, guys. It's, it's, but I'm not going to get the money. You know, a lot of people, and uh, you know, you go in the home. Well, I'm not going to get the money. When I pass away, I don't care what happens to me. You know, <laughs> um, I don't care if, if the house gets paid off. I don't care this. I don't care that. So my objection, or the way I overcome that objection, that you know, I'm not going to get the money, is that well, we've got a couple of options for you. You know, we've, we've got a product that um, is called uh, Return of Premium. And so, you know, if, if we're looking to cover your mortgage uh, for 20 years to make sure if something happens, do you, the mortgage will be paid off, then at the end of that 20 years, our Return of Premium products will give you all of your money back. So every dime you put into it, every premium you put into this product over 20 years, you're going to get it back. Um, and we also have options to where, um, you know, if something happens to you while you're living, living benefits, if you have a heart attack, stroke, or cancer, then you have product, we have products that will cover you. You will get money from this particular product to help you pay your mortgage, help you pay your medical bills. So that's kind of the way I overcome uh, because I hear it a lot, you know, I, I'm not going to get the money. Um, I don't care what happens. I don't I don't need this. And so that's when I go into your return of premium and offer them living benefits. So, um, guys, I tell you, I, I hope what we've talked about today uh, has been beneficial to you. Um, I really wanted to, to mention, because uh, I know Dave Crocker um, mentioned, um, I think it was, uh, I can't remember which day it was, maybe Friday, but Dave Crocker um, mentioned on Group Me that, um, you know, following this Equus system, following the Equus process and reaching out to your mentors is essential, essential in this business. I know when Dave first started, that's, he, he did that. He, he would call Dick on a daily basis. He would call me. But once he's gotten the swing of things, he don't call us quite as much because he can handle most situations. Now, he still reaches out when he needs help. But that's what brought up um, me thinking about the slight edge, uh, the book, The Slight Edge, is, you know, we've got those three learning uh, types. And honestly, the studying and doing it on your own, um, you know, that, that's something you've got to do. But what's going to tie it all back together is that you're reaching out to your mentors. They know better. They know more. And I promise you, you're going to be more successful if you do not do this on your own because I failed for eight years um, trying to do it on my own. So, guys, um, I hope what we've done today has been helpful. I thank you all for being on the call. If there's anything you need, uh, of course, my cell number is uh, 919 497 
888-7107. You can reach out to me anytime. And of course, you know Dick and Connie's uh, numbers as well. Um, so we're here for you, and we appreciate you being on the call, and uh, let's have a productive week. Thank you all for being on.